This is the EP-Log audio experience. Before you start listening to this episode, it's uh, pretty explicit, so listener's discretion is advised. Yeah, I think they do that anyway when you are doing an episode. <laughs> Why so? You like everything gruesome and You stuff. know what, now that I think about it, <laughs> never have we ever put an explicit, uh, you know, discretion message mm. in front of any of our... Uh, That's true. audio so yeah i shouldn't have said that right that's okay i think uh, you know uh, see the the fact of the matter is not everybody is going to like what we'll be discussing in this episode so if you are uh, um, you know if if a uh, little bit into this episode if you feel that it is too much you know i would say skip it yeah so um this is one topic okay i'll tell you what the topic is Welcome to another episode of Writer and Geek Show. We are your hosts Shankar and Vishnu and in this episode we are going to talk about lynching. So this is one topic which I've had um in my mind in the back of my head for the longest time probably since we started the podcast because uh, that's the time when this uh, mob lynching thing came up in India there was a lot of cow vigilantism and uh, just people coming together and killing people for absolutely almost no reasons right so uh, i've had this with me for uh, for a long time so before we get into the episode properly let me explain what lynching is so um, basically three or more people a mob coming together and taking uh, matters into their own hands without thinking about the legality or like uh what the person has done the crimes that one person has done may be imaginary or maybe real but they take the law into their hands and kill the person so that is basically the basic definition of lynching so uh this has become quite prevalent in india recently but it's been going on forever in other parts of the world especially uh if you look at uh the united states of mm-hmm. america since uh, they got independence uh it's been happening there so uh, when we think about the history of uh, lynching in america you'd think about african americans but there is an interesting fact before uh, people started targeting these groups started targeting uh, african americans mostly whites used to get lynched because Ooh. yeah that is one new fact that i came to know when i, I researched so see <laughs> uh, you know i understand that we are in a different world altogether what we are talking about is like centuries or maybe decades ago right when things were completely different when there was this racism was very uh, blatant and it was a part of the society society was built on built on race and caste system and everything right not just in america everywhere else in the world as well so um yeah that is like quite surprising that you know there were more you know whites being lynched and stuff like i know that. right so before united states got independence uh, it was the british ruling the yeah. uh, the, the states there well so, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you need to say anything yeah. more british have entered <laughs> so yeah british have entered the chat <laughs> we have left the building <laughs> yeah. anyway so it used to be the britishers who used to lynch americans who wanted to get their civil rights or whatever it is and it was only during the 1800s uh, especially during 1880s where uh, the number of african americans being lynched 
overtook the number of whites who were uh, being lynched mm-hmm. as it something to do with um, you know the civil war and retaliation and stuff like exactly. that exactly so uh, just to give a brief about civil war it was the war between the north and south of uh, american states where the north were against uh, slavery and they wanted to abolish it and the south they wanted slavery and they wanted wanted to continue with it so as we know the north one they were called what you they were the united, united states, states and the south were called confederate confederates yeah so they won uh, under abraham lincoln and uh, the south were very very salty about it and uh, there were many people who actually uh, got their freedom in the north and uh, there were many in the south who used to go to the north and get those uh, freed slaves and oh. you know kill them or like make them slaves again in the south because south still continued having slaves mm. so if you have heard there is a movie called 12 years of slave right mm-hmm. that is actually a real uh, ba- that's actually based on a true story so uh, when this thing happened yeah the confederates especially those uh, guys were like very uh, very angry they were they were uh, they didn't like it so basically they formed a group mm-hmm. uh, which you might have heard about called the <laughs> ku klux K- klan kkk yes yeah so i think we heard about kkk the first time in sherlock holmes yeah uh, there is this uh, this Five story yeah story called fire orange pips where uh, uh, you know there is this guy who is uh, threatened by ku klux klan ku klux klan and i think in that in that sherlock holmes story it says that the name was derived from a fanciful cocking of a pistol or something i have but that's not no that might not be how yeah. it is but i think there were this group of um, white supremacists who used to uh, have this hate against african americans and anyone of color right they used to have this meetings burning crosses and wearing this uh, scary white hoods and all that kind of stuff right yeah yeah so uh, if you haven't heard about it i'm pretty sure you would have heard about it uh, recently if you have watched uh, forest gump because uh, there was an in- hindi version of that movie released right if you have watched the english version you would know that the name forest gump was actually uh, named after the uh, founder of ku klux klan his name was uh, something forester oh yeah So, so yeah. okay the hindi version of the movie was called lal singh chadda in case yeah, 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 you didn't yeah. catch so uh, yeah ku klux klan they were uh, they were a group of white supremacists and uh, uh, they think that you know they are pure blood and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that brings back some other <laughs> the aryan or aryan race i don't know it's what it is anyway yeah so um so they used to think like that and when the civil war was won by the party supporting the abolition of slavery these guys went on a rampage killing uh, freed slaves so these guys were form- they formed after the civil war was yeah, yeah i think the first clan they formed in 1880 uh, 1865 they were there till 1872 then uh, yeah they they just disbanded I, i think they became more of an undercover operation right because publicly they were not able to do all these things so they went underground and they started having these meetings in secrecy and stuff like that yeah yeah and uh, there was a movie released in 1915 called the birth of a nation okay so that was that that controversial movie where the president himself uh, was supporting the movie or something Woodrow like Wilson, Wilson right yeah. they say that they did but it's not yet confirmed so yeah we can maybe he did maybe he did not it's not our uh, we don't really know so because of that movie they Uh, there was a resurgence and they came back and they were there from 1915 to 1944 then again they they vanished but they came back 
around like 1946 50 and they are still present oh they are still present so what these guys used to do is uh freed slaves or slaves who are able to like establish, you know establish their civil rights or go vote and stuff they'll just bring them uh together and they'll just you know kill them so that was their whole thing so for example they kill people for no reasons absolutely no reason in 1892 uh there was a three uh, african americans who ran a, a grocery store so these ku klux klan people they killed them you know why because they were competitors to another white american uh, gro- uh, grocery store well yeah <laughs> and uh, in uh, 1898 in a town called wilmington in north carolina a, a white mob it came together and it killed an estimated number of 60 to 300 people who were uh, african americans elected as a government my god and it led to you know what the government not being there so it was the first time where an elected government was overthrown uh, through lynching whoa then we have uh, jesse yeah and i'm guessing that uh, the federal government was not able to do much about it nothing nothing uh, see either they couldn't do anything or they didn't want to do anything mm-hmm. so basically anyone who were lynched right the people who lynched uh, these people they never uh, got convicted for mm-hmm. what they did mm-hmm. especially in the case of jesse washington mm-hmm. in 1916 a person called jesse washington who was actually mentally challenged mm-hmm. he was only uh, 17 years old he was accused of raping and murdering his uh, owners mm-hmm. he was a slave owner's wife okay and what happened later was a mob formed they took him to a court a deliberation was made in 5 minutes saying that he's uh, guilty of whatever was charged so that's what we call a kangaroo court right yes mm-hmm. okay which is mentioned in the part okay yeah uh, anyway so that happened in 5 minutes they gave uh, delivered the ver- verdict that this guy is uh, is guilty and someone in the crowd shouted you know get that mm. whatever name yeah mm. no it was the n word that term yeah, yeah down and uh, what what they did next was they started beating him they pulled him across to a field where they tied him uh, they hung him on a tree, tree branch didn't let him die they uh, you know uh, every now and then they uh, brought the noose down so that he would fall down and wouldn't mm-hmm. suffocate and die next what they did was they 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 put a fire underneath where he was hanging oh. and started putting him in the fire mm-hmm. and then pulling him back so uh, trying to escape he started climbing through the rope mm-hmm. so they pulled him down cut his fingers off so that he wouldn't be able to claw back up <laughs> then pulled him up started kind of barbecuing him and again pulled him down then one person came and castrated him and uh, he was alive when all this yeah when all out. this happened they didn't want to kill him because there were around hundreds of people around like 300 people uh assembled there just to watch the spectacle mm-hmm. okay and people were cheering on mm-hmm. cheering uh, cheering all these things on and uh, finally he died and there was a photographer who captured all these images mm-hmm. you can still go on the internet and see it but i would suggest that yeah. you don't because yeah. it's horrible and what they did next was even worse so all these people who uh, were there they were never caught mm-hmm. they were all acquitted uh, and yeah there was no justice and the person who Uh, captured all these pictures on camera he started uh, 
creating you know cards you have that uh, memorabilia about yeah, all this yeah series. traveling cards right when you go yeah, to like different yeah. places you send your family a picture from right. there so these guy this guy created cards and he started selling it and it was very popular it seems you know it used to go for pennies dollars and mm-hmm. stuff so this was not a sing, uh, singular case there were many cases where these kind of things happen especially if you look at uh, one other popular case was cement till Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have heard about it i'm not really sure he was a 14 year old uh, oh he yeah. was convicted uh, and then uh, was it a different story where i think it was a i think it was a different story okay. so this guy he was born in uh, 1940s he was only f- 14 years old in 1955 okay yeah he was uh, he was from chicago and he was visiting his family in money mississippi in 1955 then uh, he allegedly whistled at a woman called carolyn bryant who allegedly. was yeah allegedly okay everything is like that you know it, it's usually imagined whatever mm-hmm. the crimes they did uh, and who was a cashier at a local store mm-hmm. so that evening uh, her husband uh, roy bryant and half brother uh, jw millam they kidnapped this boy and 3 days later uh, he was found in the liver at tallahatchie where he was like brutally uh, beaten up okay and so uh, why this and what happened next what happened next is what is baffling an all white jury uh, acquitted roy bryant his brother and uh, bro- uh, half brother and also the wife uh, of the crimes and they they just walked off and later they actually admitted to the crime but nothing happened but why this incident actually gained popularity was because the mother of emmett till she actually went on to host a funeral with an open casket because she wanted people to see what actually happened so if you look it up uh, you'll see that a 14 year old boy went through such a terrible fate just because he was alleg- he allegedly whistled at a woman okay so uh, especially when you look at these cases uh, the cases in america you can clearly see a distinction where uh, all the lynching happened uh, lynchings happened because of uh, racial uh, biases mm. and if you go to if you come back to india uh, where recently things have been happening uh, like in uh, 2017 cow vigilantes in the state of gujarat they lynched a muslim man uh, allegedly for killing a cow allegedly that's allegedly. what we we should think about and uh, in 20 18 a group of uh, men uh, in the state of jharkhand they killed lynched two muslim men again on suspicion of transporting beef and there have been, there have been instances where uh, caste or religion were not a matter you know if you are transporting cows or something they'll just uh, come and they just, they'll just kill uh, lynch the people so uh, there is a video uh, in, uh, which was released by quint where they actually talk to these uh, gaurakshaks where they explicitly say that you know uh, cow is our mom so if they do things like that to them who gets hurt we are the ones who gets hurt and a lot of people coming in support of this and uh, one interesting thing is this is not an accident which happens at the heat of the moment moment okay basically uh, they, these are all you know pre-planned things you know they have uh, groups whatsapp groups and things where things keep circulating okay this guy is going from here carrying a cow and stuff so it's all premeditated that's the worst part about it yeah i think um, you know I, i even talking about these things in current society is walking on thin ice but then uh, 
the disturbing part of this is as you said most of this gets propagated via social media where there is no validation of the information at all right someone anyone can make a case against anyone these days you just capture some images do some editing and then say that this is what is happening and we are seeing it on a daily basis right um about celebrities or about normal people and all that and it, at some point it's just getting out of hand right and uh, the people who are seeing these and reading these i don't know they don't even think much about it before they even act on it right that's why we are seeing um how the social media is entirely uh, you know painting a different picture of what the truth actually is and that to me is one of the most scary thing so if if we are not going to get extinct naturally I, i'm sure that human beings will figure out a way to do that to themselves yeah yeah this looks very promising anyway uh, yeah so to add on to this if you look at the way lynching happens in india it's mostly uh, centered towards uh, minorities religious minorities but in us it's racial uh, yeah minorities. and i remember one of the, one of the cases right um this was somewhere in i don't know whether this was in wayanad or whether it was uh, in palakkad somewhere um one such person who was been or belonging to this minorities he was beaten up by a bunch of people just for taking their food or something and he died his name was madhu you if you remember that case it I happened like I, few years ago okay i don't remember that yeah so he was from a lower uh, you know from a minority group and i think a group of people were visiting the place they were having a trip something like that and he stole their food because he was hungry and these people oh yes i remember yeah, this one yes these people got together and they beat him up so badly that he died so that is not race that it that is not religion that is nothing it's just for the sheer small reason that see i i'm not saying that stealing something is a good thing but he was hungry he just took some food but taking his life uh, you know in exchange for it most important importantly right this lynching happens because the group that is lynching the the person or whoever right every single person seem feels that they are a part of a bigger thing and they are not individual so they are not under the fear that they are going to get caught for this and punished for this because there are a lot of people involved right and they feel stronger about it it's similar to what happens in present day social media where someone sitting behind a keyboard can make any comment against anyone without the fear of retaliation because it's anonymous right yeah that is a similar thing here and for that reason uh, it's very difficult to say that um, you know it's a region specific thing or there is a different set of a mentality in people that they do this or anything like that it's very difficult to put them in a container saying that people who lynch are from these 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 they but i think it's more of a mindset uh, that changes in people right uh, it can happen in areas where people are highly educated it can happen in places where people are not educated as well so that's a that's a very weird thing yeah especially this assam case uh, these two individuals who were lynched they were actually educated people with proper jobs and stuff and uh adding on to your point the people who are lynching they also feel threatened so basically if you look at the case of us uh the the white supremacists they were actually feeling threatened that these uh, african americans m- might come and take their uh, political positions and stuff in india similar case right so yeah mostly these people feel threatened about losing whatever they have and they end up doing things which humanity cannot really fathom so uh, 
another example which we can take uh, happened in uh, on october 6th uh, 1976 in thailand so there is a university called thammasat university so this happened at a time when uh, there was a lot of tension between the left wing and right wing especially if you look at a few years uh, before vietnam war was happening and uh, the communist north it was a communist yeah, north yeah. right or the north north was communist they they won and uh, so uh, in thailand uh, at that time it was ruled by a field marshal someone called thanom i shouldn't actually pronounce his name hmm. so there was a field marshal who was a right wing person who used to rule uh, uh, thailand till 1973 and he was exiled then in 1976 when he came back to take up the post again uh, the students who were part of thammasat university uh, students who were uh, left wing uh, activists they protested it mm-hmm. what happened next on 6th uh, october 1976 was the paramilitary forces and a group of vigilantes they came in they started firing on these kids mm-hmm. students and uh, around more than like you know the official death toll is like around 46 but so it would be much more yeah, than that but uh, they it's it said that you know it, it would be more than 100 one interesting thing about this uh, massacre was that uh, there was a photographer named Uh, neil alwich who was there mm-hmm. uh so while the paramilitary troops were firing at the students they also assembled these students who surrendered to a uh, field which was a football field or something and they made them lie, lie face down uh, on the field so when this happened this uh, photographer he figured out okay it's not really safe to be here mm-hmm. he ran away he was uh, about to get out of the university compound through the main gate and on the side of the main gate he found that uh, there were there was a crowd uh, assembled there a mob mm-hmm. and they actually hung a few of the left wing students on tree on a tree and they were beating them senseless and oh. these 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 students were dead even then they were beating it beating them and if you you can google the picture uh, you can see that uh, the mob which had assembled there they are actually smiling and laughing and mm. actually encouraging the 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 pro, act, vigilante group to just go ahead and beat them so this is one example of uh, lynching which has happened due to political mm-hmm. issues so uh, yeah what are the implications of you know lynchings so uh, basically when when someone gets lynched there is a huge psychological trauma happening in the community mm-hmm. uh, which surrounds that individual so basically when uh, someone from a minority gets lynched they definitely cannot feel safe ever again and there is another socio economical impact when a minority is being suppressed like that they just cannot grow then uh, yeah political uh, when it comes to political side of course they won't be able to get to a good post and you know do good things for their community and then legal impact you basically lose your trust on the legal system when this happens right so there is a law there are people who are supposed to protect us from these things happening and when such things happen justice should happen right but in case of lynchings no it's rarely that anyone gets punished ever if you look at india uh, a, lyn- bill, a bill called prevention of lynching was uh, mm-hmm. uh, put in, put up for passing in uh, 2018 mm-hmm. but uh, as of now i think last year jharkhand actually passed the bill okay but no other uh, states have actually passed it so basically when minorities 
are living in fear right they just cannot trust the legal system and they just continue to live in fear in their own country and it also impacts the relationship between races and uh, religious communities and also political communities so uh, yeah that is the thing and especially in, in india like when it comes to combating these things nothing really is happening the legal actions have been taken the bill has come up but it's still uh, there for passing but activisms and protests are happening but how much impact is that making and then media coverage is there but as you know our attention span is mm-hmm. way less than how it used to be and uh, then social media people are putting up posts with hashtags but how much of an impact is it making so that's where i am because uh, this is highly troubling uh, whatever i've read whatever i've seen the pictures or the videos that i've seen it's highly troubling and shouldn't happen to to a human being so yeah uh, hopefully things will change and in a society where we are such so developed and well capable of you know living together in communities i think it shouldn't happen again what do you think of course i think the same i who would want to think that you know mobbing and all those things should happen right i think it's um to an extent i think fear of uh, law and order is what would prevent these things from generally happening right even if you are in a group if you think that there is justice above you and there is um proper enforcement of law that is happening that is the only way to prevent this this usually happens when someone feels invincible thinking that whatever i do nothing is going to happen to me right if you are aware of the consequences um you wouldn't do it so yeah i think put put thing put laws and uh, processes in place where these kind of things can be avoided in future yeah and just to add on there has been public outcry against the current government saying that this is all happening because of them but you can't really blame them entirely for yeah. this thing okay they should take up a little bit of blame because yeah law is not being implemented properly but it's also the duty of the states individual Absolutely. states to like come up with bills and laws and you know put up people in place to uh, you know not let these things happen so people should probably take uh, you know states should really take uh, jharkhand as an example and you know come up with bills and you know ways to help people yeah see i think putting everything on the central government and blaming them is not an answer right um yeah government is responsible but that doesn't mean they are the only ones to be held responsible right and uh yes there is a little bit of uh, you know religious tension and all that i think it was always there right it's not that current government came in and then everything started maybe we are starting to notice things more uh because always for for us for uh, anyone right as human beings we start looking at things if if things are not in our favor we start finding fault with things right yeah so these are things that are existing already i think um irrespective of the political differences or religious differences laws and order everything should be put in place irrespective of which community someone belongs to if he is part of a lynch mob he should get the same treatment yeah. right yeah and that has to be enforced by state governments and all the other uh, uh you local know local bodies local bodies irrespective of what their political stances because taking life is never an answer yeah. and nobody f- should feel empowered to take someone else's life yeah humanity should prevail